Lord. So the topic today, of course, is give thanks to the Lord. Now, I noticed in that, it says that we have to give it. It has to come from us. It has to be something that comes out from us, and we give it outward. It's not something automatically that comes on us. We have to have an active part in being able to, you know, come out of ourselves and give thanks. Now, you know, we had to learn this as kids. We, it wasn't an automatic thing to give thanks. Remember when you're a little kid or you see little children and you tell them, say thank you. Thank you. I, I can't hear you. What did you say? Thank you. And they, no, you, you have to develop a, a, a real grateful attitude. And you have to learn it when you're young. So here's a little girl. She's learning how to say thank you, even on a cardboard uh, sign there. But she's smiling. She's looking you in the eye. But you know, when she grows up, she's going to look like this. There you go. You start when you're young. You teach your children how to say thank you. So God has to teach us to have a thankful, grateful heart. We get so involved in ourselves and us for and no more and Gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. And we forget, <laughs> we forget that we're blessed people of the Lord. And God is with us in everything that we do. And so we have to know that in everything, give thanks. Um, here's some statistics. You ready for this? If you have food, clothes, and a place to live, and a car, you are 70% richer than others in the world. Isn't that amazing? Now, you can... Uh, um, Gladys can attest to that, coming from a foreign country. If you have money in the bank, any you have money in the bank? Anything? Like a dollar, maybe even? Okay. You are in the top 8% in the world. Wow. If you are not dying of starvation, you are better off than 7 million people who are in this world. We have food to eat. Now, I was going to put a picture of people that are starving in Africa, but I just couldn't bear it. It's just they're all skin and bones. You can count every bone in their ribs. It's really frightening. Near their legs are so skinny and everything. They're st starving of malnutrition. 7 million people that die every year. Another statistic. If you do not have a physical or mental disability you are better off than 20% of those in America that do. Isn't that amazing? Now, some people might think that their spouses have a mental uh, disability. What? Am I supposed to be encouraging the people? Right. We all have a somewhat, we're somewhat all askew, aren't we, a little bit? That we need to get on the, the path of, of, of the way the Lord wants us to go. So, but you know, when trouble and adversity comes, what do we do? Do we stick our head in the sand? Do we avoid it or do we, do we confront it? Like when we had that church, when they told us no, did we get angry or leave? No, we kept pressing in, believing that what God had put in my heart, that he was also going to fulfill. So we have to believe, how do you handle adversity in your life? David, when he went to fight Goliath, and he heard about this big giant. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And he ran towards him. He ran towards the problem. 
You don't hide and sit on the couch and complain and, and wonder what's going to happen. No, you, take, you go with the Lord and say, Lord, by faith, I'm going to move out and believe what you have promised is also going to happen. Amen? So did you know this, that David never lost a battle? Can you believe that? He never lost a That's unheard of. Because why? He trusted in the Lord and asked the Lord to help him in every situation that he was facing. So let's look at the first Thanksgiving. You remember Pilgrim, Pilgrim's Rock? They all came over September 16, anybody know? 1620, right? That's a long time ago, right? And they came looking good, but half of these people died in the first year. Because it was cold, they weren't expecting it, they didn't know how to farm, and so uh, half of them died. You can see this, this one lady on the right here, see her? She's not going to make it. You can tell right away, she's not going to make it. <laughs> but as we've heard the story, there was an Indian that knew English because he went to England, he was captured, and came back and taught the settlers, because he knew English, how to farm, how to uh, plant, how to catch fish how to work with the, uh, the trees and everything. And so they, the next day, next year, they had a great celebration. Now, let's see what it looks like. A whole different, there they are. The Indians and the settlers are having uh, Thanksgiving dinner. But there's no turkeys, you notice there's no turkeys. It's fowl and fish, and there's no cakes or no pies because there was no sugar left. That's a sad Thanksgiving, huh? No, no cake, no pie? <laughs> So uh, they, were, they were thankful of that. And um, so here's what it says in Psalms 100, verse 4. It says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. See, that was the first American Thanksgiving. But God had a Thanksgiving that he wanted us to have before even our first American. He says, come into my gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise. So what the gates are the first gates that you come into when you see the, you know, the inner tabernacle. So the gates were before you got into the, the, the presence of the Lord. So as you're coming to church, as you're entering the gates, as you're coming into church, have thanksgiving in your heart. And then when you come into his courts, you come in with praise and be thankful to what? Him. We forget that we're supposed to be thankful to God. I have an atheist friend at work. He's the director of the personnel and he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. He gets mad at me when I start talking about God. And he says, I'm so thankful for Thanksgiving that it's not a religious holiday. I'm going, what are you talking about? Well, who do you thank? He says, I just, I'm just thankful. But you don't really realize who was giving you the blessing. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Amen? So let's look at the definition of thanks. Believe it or not, it is yada. It means to extend, lift, or use your hands in surrender to God. When you're in an, a, a war and they capture you or they come to take you away, what do you do? You, you, lift, you surrender. So when we lift our hands and thanks God, we surrender our lives to him. We surrender all of our activities and we surrender to his goodness and say, God, you're you're, you're more powerful. You're greater than we are. We surrender. So thanks is not just a thank you. 
It's not just a word. It's how you express yourself unto him, your gratitude and surrenderance to God, to reverence God in worship. That's what thanks is. You know, we don't pray hard, hard, hard. God, you got to do this. God, help me with this. And then when he comes through, you don't go, thanks. No, you thank him as hard as you asked him. Yeah, exactly. So David knew this. So let's look at this. Oh, here, see, you got to learn how to thank, uh, praise God and thank God at a young age. So teach your children how to thank God, how to worship him. Doesn't that look beautiful? I'm sure that's in God's eyes looks beautiful. But he sees us that way too. We're his children. Okay, and so David knew this. So as he was dying, he said the last words of David are this, that the Levites were numbered from 20 years old and above to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord and likewise at evening. He said, every morning I want all y'all Levites to praise and thank God. And then in the nighttime before you go to bed, thank and praise God. And did he want just like five or ten? No, let's see how many he, he asked. There were a total of 4,000 musicians and 288 singers. Can you picture that? Let's, I, I can show you. Here's an artist's rendition. Here they are lined up. They got the trumpets. They're praising God. Why are they praising? Because they know that's where their victory comes, in praising God and believing God for what he has for, for them. And uh, for no particular reason, but every day. Every day, every day, every day. Every night, every night, every night. Praise God. In everything, give thanks unto the Lord. Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let's see what it says. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Be murmuring, complaining, telling God how miserable things are, wondering what he, well, why isn't he working in your life. Be thankful, because you have the peace of God when you thank God, when you're thankful to him. In verse 17, it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Many scriptures about how we're supposed to be thankful to God. Next scripture here, Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, says, be filled with the Spirit. So if you're not filled with the Spirit, you can't really be thankful, can you? because you don't really know what God has done for you. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for how many things? All things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to have a spirit of thanksgiving. You know, Paul and Silas were in prison. Remember that? They beat him. They whipped them. They put him in stocks. They put him in the dungeon. He was there, and I'm sure they were thinking, how is this doing? How is this the will of God? So Charlie's going to come up here, and, sh and we're going to kind of show you how that might have gone. All right. I'll be Paul. You be Silas over there, okay? okay. All right. So now we're, we're locked up here in jail. We're in stocks. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you sure we're supposed to go to Macedonia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord told us we should go to Macedonia. And, uh, but I don't know how we got down here. Uh, but what are we doing in these stocks? Well, you know, the Bible says in everything, give thanks. Not, not for everything, but in everything. So I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to praise the Lord. Me too. See, 
Chink. 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 I will celebrate, I will celebrate, I will sing to him a new song. Hallelujah. I will celebrate. Hey, 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 something's happening. Charlie, Charlie, hey, 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 saw this. Hey, there you go. All right, we're free. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie Silas. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, my wife, my wife said when she was believing God for her back little injury, she said she was praising God like that. Just I'm just praising God. That's what we have to do in our tribulations, in our, our fights, and whatever we're going through. Just praise the Lord. Praise and the chains will be broken from your life. Amen? Let's look at this next scripture. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. Amen? You want to say, well, what is the will of God for me? Get happy, praise God, be thankful. God's going to work it out for your good. The closer you get to him, the better off he'll be able to work for you. You know that, don't you? If you're so far away from God and you're wondering, why isn't God working in my life? Maybe get a little closer to him and let him, you know, cover you and and take care of you. Next scripture is Philippians 4, 6. I'm I'm giving you all these scriptures so at least it'll penetrate into your heart and you know that this is what God wants for us. It says, be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry, don't fret, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In other words, when you pray and you ask God, thank him right away before you even get the answer. That's the way it works. Because if you pray and you ask him, the Bible says he hears us, he knows what we need before we even ask. And this is the confidence that we have. If we pray according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Do you believe that? There wasn't a time limit on this. You know, I have a a minister that uh, I was listening to. Keith Moore was saying he he went to a faith church, and he was believing God for a new car, him and his wife. And he was believing God, and they said, okay, God, we're believing for a new car to replace our old car, and we want it by the end of the semester or whenever it was. And so they kept, you know, believing God. But how many of you know you're not supposed to put God on a time timer? And, and so he was believing God up until that day, and he was waiting for something to come in the mail. He was waiting for something to drive up in his driveway, and he kept waiting, and they waited all the way up to midnight, and they were waiting and waiting, and then it got to 12.01, 12.02, and it didn't happen. He went, Hmm, I might have done something wrong here. So he abandoned that. And about three years later, he was asking the Lord, Lord, why didn't I get that car that I was believing you for? He said, you were doing good, but you put me on a time limit. You You put me on a time. You were doing, just keep believing. And lo and behold, a year after that, someone called him up and said, we want to bless you with a beautiful car. Go down to the parking lot or go down to the... The, the car dealer, and you pick out what you want. And they picked out the very car that they were believing God for. 
So how many of you know that it's faith and patience? It's planting a seed, believing God for what he's going to give to us. But this, the harvest is not the next day always, the next week. It takes time to believe God. Praise the Lord. I know my son was believing God to come back from St. Louis to here. That took a little while of believing and, and finding out where uh, his blessing was or where the provision was going to come from. It takes time. And what do you do between the time that you pray and believe God and the time that it happens? You praise him and you're thankful to him. Amen? All the way. Because it's, if, it, if he promised it, he will surely bring it to pass. Last scripture for me. And, uh, and then Tommy's going to finish up with a little encouragement to us. It says here, what does it say? This is the story about the ten lepers. Remember the ten lepers? And Jesus healed them all. He says, go your way and present yourself unto the priest as, the Moses, as it was prescribed in Moses. And uh, so the ten went away, and only one came back. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, Say loud voice. voice. How many of you have loud voices? Amen. (laughs) Charles is poking my wife. (laughs) You know, they can have a conversation downstairs and I can hear the whole thing upstairs. (laughs) And I come down and they say, well, we want to tell you what we were talking about. You don't have to. I got the whole dialogue. With a loud voice, they glorified God. How many of you use your loud voice to glorify God? You know he likes that? Well, this guy was happy. With a loud voice, glorified God, and he fell down on his face at his feet. Say, fell down uh, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not nine cleansed, but we're... Uh, ten cleansed, but where, where are the nine? Jesus was surprised that they didn't come back to thank him. And let's see a picture. I didn't see many pictures of this, but you see him on his face. Most people, most pictures, they show him kneeling, but here the man is. Now, why is he on his face? He doesn't need to uh, ask for him to be healed. He's already healed. He's thanking God. He's worshiping him. He's falling down on his face. He was so grateful. And Jesus said, wasn't there 10 healed and only one came back to thank me? If God has healed you, if God has delivered you, if God has taken care of you, are you the nine or are you the one that worship him? And when you worship him, you give him your whole heart and your body just follows along and you just worship and praise the mighty God. Let's just worship and praise the mighty God right now. If he's done anything for you. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Father. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you. Practicing thankfulness. Thank you. Okay, so we're coming to Thanksgiving. Um, What kind of music did the pilgrims listen to? You're very close. Plymouth Rock. (sighs) You know, we're talking about thankfulness, and in words have power. It says power, life, and death is in the tongue. I was with a friend yesterday. We were at Pyology, and um, um, she made a little off comment. It's like, what's God going to do, strike me? And and, and it it wasn't anything big, but it was kind of funny. 
By the time we got done eating, she had a rash all over her hand. And, and she goes, you know, I was just joking when I said, God can strike me. I said, why don't you fall out of agreement with that? She fell out of agreement. The rash went away instantly. It's like the tide receding. It, it was just amazing to see. But the power of life and death is in the tongue. And that's why those two little words, thank you, gratefulness, is, is so powerful. And I got a couple of slides up here. Let me show you this one. Thankfulness or gratitude confirms relationships. When you say, I thank you, that confirms a relationship. The, the, the one that came back to Jesus out of the ten, that confirmed his relationship with the Lord. Gratitude is the essence of praise. Praise is the essence of worship. So one of the highest forms of worship is being thankful. It's being grateful. And not just because he's done something for you after the fact. Anybody can be thankful after the fact. Give me a million dollars, I'm going to be really thankful. But you know what? It's before the fact. You got Abraham, the father of many nations, and he was promised a son. And for 24 years, no son. He was over 90 years old. You can imagine the thoughts running through his mind. I'm nearly 100. My wife's over 90. We ain't having a baby. All the questions that I thought God said. And you know what? It said in this, and this is really powerful, in Romans 4.20, it said Abraham grew strong in faith by giving thanks and giving praise. He grew strong in faith by giving thanks. So what's God spoken to you? God said, I will perform what I've promised. You may have not seen it. It may not be ideal. You may be in a situation where there's a boss at work. It may be in school. It may be with your spouse. Maybe things aren't ideal. But are you being thankful in speaking that which is God's promise into existence? God, I thank you for my job. I thank you for this promotion. I thank you for good grades in my school. I thank you that I have favor with, with God and man. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my husband. Are you speaking the promises of God? Because God will watch over his word to perform it. It all starts with thankfulness. Simple words such as thank you have the ability to create goodwill, exemplify courtesy, and produce intimate relationships. Not more than a blink of an eye, those two little words can tear down ill feelings, destroy bad attitudes, and bring goodness into life. John Wooden said this, famous basketball coach, powerful man of God. He said, be true to yourself, help others, make each day your masterpiece. Make friendship a fine art, drink deeply from good books, especially the Bible. Build a shelter against a rainy day, give thanks for the blessings. And pray for, for guidance every day. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of God. When we start our worship and praise to God, say, God, I thank you. Every morning you should get out of bed. God, I thank you for there I breathe. I thank you for this day. Lord, you're the master. Make this a masterpiece for me today. And watch God's blessings flow. So I want to close just saying this prayer over you today. Father, right now I choose to praise you and thank you for your promises in my life. Thank you for completing the work that you've started in me. Help me be a blessing and encouragement to others today. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.